welcome to the InVino Fabulin podcast in Wine Story. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We are co-hosts for the most for this podcast, InVino Fabulin. That means we're going to talk about stories, women, wine, or something of the sort, in a narrative, a chat, or a little vignette. And today's episode is about my experience in a program called The Inner Life of Teaching and Leadership. And I'm going to read you a poem from that. Can you tell me about that inner life and teaching? Group? I can. So it, it is a uh, program that I participated in where a group of us met monthly. And it's based around um, some of Parker Palmer's work and the courage to teach. And each month that we met, we would start um, by having just a quiet reflection. And then we would read a poem You'd have some silent reflection um, in response to some questions, and then we would pair up with people to talk a little bit deeper. Uh, but it was really about giving each of us a safe space to just um, explore what was going on in our worlds, both professionally and personally, uh, and help us think about ways to meditate and reflect and really just be, you know, be more centered. Cool. That sounds like a great group. It was. It was really a great experience. So the poem that I'm going to read um, is called No Sooner. And for me, this poem kind of spoke to me because I'm actually transitioning and I will be moving from Ithaca to Cambridge. And so as I was cleaning and throwing things out, as one does when they move, uh, I came across this poem. And so it just kind of spoke to me and I wanted to share it. P.S. Before Patrice goes on, congratulations on your new job. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to tell our listeners what you're, what you're doing, what your role is going to be at the Harvard University? I would love to. So I, uh, I will be starting a new role in the Harvard Graduate School of Education and the Teaching and Learning Lab. I will be the uh, assistant director of the learning design team. And I'm really, I'm just really excited to work with this amazing group of people and take on a new challenge and have some new experiences. Sweet. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. I want to humble brag for you because you won't do it. So <laughs> and once I get started, I will share Sweet. some more. Um, and the poem is by Michael Lunig, and we will share a link in the show notes to the poem. So, no sooner do you arrive than it's time to leave. How beautiful it is, how glorious, yet it's nearly time to go. So you take it in, you take it in. And you take a few small souvenirs, some leaves, lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, a few small pebbles, a few small secrets, a look you received, nine little notes of music, and then it's time to go. You move towards the open door in the silent night beyond, the few bright stars, a deep breath, and it really is time to go. No sooner does it all begin to make sense, does it start to come true, does it all open up, do you begin to see, does it enter into your heart? No sooner do you arrive than it's time to leave. Yes, it's the truth, and then you'll have passed through it, and with mysterious consequence, it will have passed through you. Wow, I like that. It's moving. It is moving. Can you share a little of what was going through your mind as I was reading it? Well, it kind of made me like get sentimental and think about the times I've 
started at a new place or left a new place, and I haven't done that for a little while. So I guess that brought back memories of that. Then I was upset about you taking things because I think of me being a naturalist and a hiker and you're supposed to take only pictures and leave, don't take anything else from the earth. So I kind of, early on in the poem, I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, what are you taking the lavender for? Put that down. <laughs> so for me, that that was especially symbolic. Uh, as I'm packing, I have folders and boxes of baby blankets and my kids artwork and report cards. And so I thought of it more as symbolic, like, you know, what are, what are those few small things as, you know, as many of us, as we get older, you know, you keep going into a smaller and smaller space. And so, you know, what are those things, those, those few sentimental objects that you keep? Um, and even not so small, you know, for example, my grandmother's china dishes that in 25 years I have never used once or the china cabinet, um, you know, things that are sentimental, but don't necessarily function in our world. And, you know, I don't have other family members that are ready to receive them. You, you just reminded me I've had a halt at my Mari Kondo, uh, the, the art of the magic art of tidying up. I've only done level one which is clothing and items i can't even get to books and sentimental mementos are the very last part so i am sure i'd feel the same way because i'm not i can't get past my books forget about the sentimental things so that's that must be hard and i can definitely see um if you're thinking about that metaphorically taking those things with you that mean something to you yeah and i will say uh just yesterday i wrote my resignation letter so i mean even though i mean like at you know the office they knew that I, you know they've known for a while um and it was really much more emotional than i expected it to be you know writing that and it just felt so final and even as i pack up my office it's like a a similar you know feeling and when i walk around ithaca you know it does make you reflect back at you know you know when i arrived and what I saw as the possibilities and it reminds me a little bit. I was telling somebody of, um, remodeling your house. Like just when you get the house the way you want it, you move. Right. And so it's kind of like, just, you know, like you're developed, you know, a network and made connections and developed relationships and, you know, figured out where all the good restaurants are. Then you move on. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny you say that because now you're going to have to say goodbye to like your favorite coffee shop your favorite hiking trail who knows what like the farmer's market um yeah no i can i can see that being a big a big thing i don't know if i'd be that sentimental Ithaca sounds lovely uh, no not to knock you dallas I, I love you as well but um yeah. no are you looking forward to the possibilities ahead because uh i know it's kind of like no sooner but you're gonna be there sooner so what are some things that that made you think about as you kind of say goodbye to one space, place, and community? Uh, well, on two levels. One is I'm very excited to live in the Boston-Cambridge area. And so I'm just um, excited about, you know, being closer to a city and being near the Charles River and bike trails and just, you know, there's a lot of energy and activity in that area. But, you know, you're also close enough that there's hiking, you know, and different things that aren't aren't too far. From a professional level, I'm just, I'm 
I'm really excited to, you know, lead this team and have some new challenges and opportunities. And, you know, it's always challenging, um, getting to know the politics and the culture, you know, and that kind of thing. But it's also exciting just, you know, thinking about being part of, you know, shaping where the, you know, where they're going to go and the impact they're going to have. And, you know, one of the things that really excited me about this job is that it is in the Graduate School of Education. And so I think about, you know, working with faculty members who are teaching the teachers and leaders of education of tomorrow. And so for me, you know, being able to have a voice in that and impact those students' experiences, which, you know, to me will have a broad global impact on education. Cool. Well, we may have to do a rundown of job startup again, because let's say another one of us needs that in the future. Um, so we'll definitely think about that for a minisode. And I like this idea of BYO poems. We might have to have another poem because I like this one a lot. What were some comments or thoughts from your, your group did, that came out of it that maybe we didn't get to? Um, so we read this as a group quite a while ago, so I'm not sure I, you know, I remember everyone's uh, reflections at that time. But um, during this time, it was when my dad was ill. And so that was a lot of the reflecting. I think that that, you know, that was a lot of the meaning this poem had for me when I had read it at that time. So I think that also, of course, those of us that read poetry, you know, it, it also depends on where you are in your life, you know, which makes it, that's one of the things that makes it so interesting, right? You all have a different interpretation because it'll give you meaning for a different time or a headspace that you're in or things that you're thinking of maybe to interpret i like that we're gonna we're gonna have some more poetry i feel so i think this is good well i thank you so much for sharing patrice and uh we wish you all the best uh, myself and the listeners i think you're gonna have a fun journey ahead well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will be keeping everyone updated on my, my journey. So we have a few ideas, um, some things we might talk about in the future, but what do you want us to dig into for a next vignette? A question, a wine fact, a voice, an idea, a poem? Uh, let us know, and maybe you can share with us. Share with us at Twitter at 3WEDU and hashtag InVinoFab, or send us an email. We love it at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. You can stay tuned to the next episode and subscribe to the InVino Fab podcast at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Because in wine, there is story InVino Fabulum.